Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Bossed Up Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Aries, the founder and CEO of Bossed Up. And today's boss tip is all about how to support a friend or loved one who's going through a bit of a career crisis. Now, this is the kind of advice that I need to remember to follow more often because the inherent career coach in me always wants to jump into giving advice even when that's not necessarily what our loved ones need. Today's episode was inspired by this wonderful voicemail and a career conundrum called in by Kayla. Take a listen. Hi, Emily. This is Kayla. I'm calling from Des Moines, Iowa. I have a question for you. My best friend recently had a situation where she was... I won't say passed up for a promotion, but someone got promoted to her boss without her even knowing that the position was available. And she is having a really tough time with moving past that. So how can I support her to keep being her normal boss self? Kayla, thanks so much for calling this one in. I think so many of us can relate. And I've been there through not only consoling friends, but also our partners, our equals, or even our superiors in some ways, like our parents or seniors who deserve our respect and don't always want our advice. And so there's a couple of things I want you to keep in mind when thinking about how to be a good friend during this kind of a time for your pal who has just passed over on a promotion. The first is to really focus on delivering empathy not sympathy. There's a great little blurb from Brene Brown on this that I feature actually at Boss Step Bootcamp in which she clarifies really how different empathy is from sympathy because empathy is all about feeling with someone else, kind of getting there in the trenches where they're at. If they're depressed, kind of tapping into that depressed mood you've once been in or trying to really relate and feel what they're feeling, which is challenging, right? Because if if your friend's having a pity party, there's an instinct to just get in there with the balloons and the ticker tape parade and just try to boost the mood. When in reality, you know, what fosters connection and being really seen and heard is the kind of empathy that's going to show that person that you can feel what they're feeling. It requires you to really tap into a part of yourself that's been there before. I had to really ask for this kind of empathy when I first started dating Brad, who is, you know, a very optimistic person. So when I would be having a bad day, would just try to cheer me up. And I, I said to him once, you know what I really need to hear you say to me when I'm having a bad day is just these words, that sucks. I'm sorry. That's all I want to hear. You know, when you're having a shitty day, you just want to have someone say, you know, I'm validating your experience by saying, yeah, that is shitty. (laughs) You know, and it's sort of mirroring back to them that 
you know what? The, the way you're feeling is valid, is fair, is understandable. And I'm going to even maybe share a time in my life where I felt the same way and be there and sort of sit in that discomfort with that person. And so I think physical presence whenever possible, or even just spending quality time over the phone or video chat is so, so, so important for fostering connection. Sympathy, on the other hand, is not great for connection. It very much drives disconnection because it's like pitying somebody. Nobody wants to feel pitied. Nobody necessarily wants your sympathy. They're, oh, you poor thing. I'm so sorry you're going through that. Everything here's fine. So I can't even imagine what kind of pain you're experiencing. I'm so sorry about that. You know, it just sort of, it kind of puts up a little wall between you and them and says, I cannot relate. So when someone's going through the ringer or experiencing some kind of career crisis, tap into a time in your life when you felt the same way and communicate that to them. Sometimes just literally saying, wow, I hear that you're feeling really frustrated and and made to feel like a fool in this instance. And I totally understand that. And you have every right to feel frustrated. You have every right to be mad and indignant about this. Almost just saying the words back to them, you know, saying that I understand what you're feeling and how you're feeling can really validate and show empathy. And empathy wins over sympathy any day. The second thing to keep in mind is, and this is really important for me or anyone who's kind of progress oriented and wants to jump right in and start problem solving, is to just ask before giving advice. You know, sometimes when you catch a friend experiencing some kind of career crisis, they want your advice and they want you to troubleshoot with them and they want you to make a plan of action to turn things around. And sometimes they really aren't there yet. They don't really want to start thinking about the future. They just want to wallow in the present moment for a second. And that has to be respected. So don't get ahead of your friend, you know, meet them where they're at. And you can always ask them like, you know, when you're ready to make a plan, I'm here for it. You know, I am happy to help problem solve and troubleshoot this thing with you when you're ready. But in the meantime, if you just want to sit around and listen to Adele and drink a bottle of wine, I'm here for that too, you know? So just know that sometimes giving advice up front is unsolicited, unwelcome, and not appropriate. So ask consent before diving in with your plan of action. And when you do, I always encourage folks, especially women and people of color who experience injustice every day to really help our friends clarify what about this situation should we internalize and what should we externalize? Here's what I mean. When your friend got passed over for a promotion, there may have been a lesson to be learned by that. And it's also possible that there isn't a lesson to be learned, that like unfairness happened, that she was a victim of an unfairness in this instance, or it's possible that she's been waiting for a promotion for three years and hasn't started this conversation with her boss and hasn't been proactive about seeking out forward mobility and communicating her readiness for the next step. So I don't know the details of your friend's circumstance enough to, to weigh in on that specifically, but one of the critical things for us to really keep in mind is whenever we are brought to these kinds of inflection points, these change moments, these choice moments in our lives that we didn't bring ourselves to, but rather we found ourselves brought to, you really want to differentiate between, okay, what should I internalize 
as something that I could be doing better or differently in the future versus what should I just externalize and say, you know, this had nothing to do with me. This had to do with the fact that my boss makes snap judgments and has made a terrible call here because of reasons that have nothing to do with me. So it's hard to do, but it's important that we don't over internalize our failures because sometimes there's something to be learned by it and sometimes there's not. I talk a lot with women about, you know, getting negative feedback, especially as it relates to our tone. Or could we just take it down a notch with the client? Could we be a little nicer to our colleagues? We're coming across as a little shrill. You know, sometimes there's just a bunch of bias and BS and injustice wrapped up in the feedback we get. And sometimes there's a lesson to be learned. Don't take all feedback at face value is what I'm trying to say. Our failures are never entirely about us. And it really can help to have an outsider who loves you, who values you, who will be honest with you about how we should parse through what happens to us for those nuggets of wisdom that we can really act on and change within ourselves versus what has nothing to do with us and what we should definitely not change because of, if that makes sense. And one way that you can really leave your friend with a confidence boost that has nothing to do with where she's at right now, but very much paints a picture of where she can go in the future is to try and remind her of a past example in which she overcame a similar kind of challenge. You know, showing that you believe in your friend based on her own past experiences is the best way to remind her of her inner strength, to remind her of her resilience, her ability to overcome, not to be perfect, not your expectation for her to never falter, but her expectation to pick herself up and try it again, just like she has before. I hope this advice helps you as you're supporting your friend navigating a career kerfuffle. Can I say that word? <laughs> is that a silly word? Uh, $10 word there, but a career crisis of any kind. And if you find this advice helpful, if you put these best practices in place, do let me know. Keep those career conundrums calling in. I've been getting a lot more voicemails lately, sharing your best boss moves of the year. And I can't wait to feature y'all on some of our upcoming episodes. If you've got a career conundrum or a boss move to share, dial the Boss Up hotline now at 910 668 boss or 2677. And in the meantime, keep Boston in pursuit of your purpose and together we'll lift as we climb.